Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast where we're going to talk about how overeating can actually help you lose weight. And I'm not kidding. I, I genuinely mean this. And so to really understand this, it starts with the idea that you want to build your weight loss around pleasure, right? Which most people don't do. Most people build their weight loss around deprivation. Um, but we can kind of frame things in a certain way so that the pleasure is the main focus and we're losing weight. That's where the overeating comes in. And so in programming yourself, then we kind of follow a five, two model, five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating. And, and I know some people call it cheat days and things like that. But while this may technically seem like a cheat day or cheat days, uh, I don't like that framing. And so yeah, technically you're eating more food on these days, uh, but there's a lot more psychology behind it that I think makes it more impactful and helpful. So as I said, the first step of really appreciating this is that we want to approach weight loss with a focus on pleasure. And that means what is your favorite food, right? We kind of start there. So when most people that diet say, okay, what are my favorite foods? I have to stop eating them. And a lot of times I have to stop eating them forever is what they're thinking. Or at least I have to stop eating them until I lose the weight. With Program Yourself Thin, our approach is let's find our favorite food and let's make that the focus. We're gonna eat that every single week, right? So there's a huge difference right off the bat. And there's a lot of reasons for this. I'm not going to go into this. It's a lot of dopamine-based reasons. That dopamine is what's driving a lot of our behavior. And dopamine works when we look forward to something that we're really going to enjoy. And our dopamine levels spike. It drives seeking behavior. And so we're not going to get rid of, let's just say ice cream or potato chips or pizza, whatever your favorite food is um, or foods. And so what we're going to do is we're going to make those the centerpiece. You're going to focus on those. You're going to eat those, but you're going to compress. You're going to consume them less often. That's the secret. Again, a lot of psychology behind that. It's easier to say, I'll wait a couple days to eat my favorite food than it is to say, I'm never going to eat my favorite food again. Right? They, they create two completely different experiences in our body. So we want to start off with this idea where based on pleasure, what's your favorite food? That becomes the central piece. But again, what we're going to do is we're going to compress that favorite food into just a couple days a week where you're going to eat it. And the idea here is that this is how you overeat, by the way, to lose weight, is that you're overeating, but you're compressing your overeating into one or two days, you know, ideally. That's the goal. And the other five days, you're eating really clean. And so that kind of sets the stage for the psychology of this piece. It really becomes an agreement with yourself where you start asking the question. Remember, I said pleasure. And originally, the pleasure we aimed at was the food right? Because that's how most people think of it. So yes, you're going to keep your favorite food. We're going to put it, you know, on the weekend, we'll just say whatever your two days of pleasure eating may be. But the other piece of pleasure that comes up right behind that, and this is the big one that no one ever thinks about is how can I get the most enjoyment out of that food? And I'm going to suggest to you that if you think about your favorite food that you like to eat, ice cream, pizza, like, like your favorite food you like to eat, the way you can enjoy that food even more is to eat it in your ideal body to eat it in a way where you have a healthy relationship with food. And that's the goal here because this feels, for, for most of my clients and certainly for me, this approach feels right. It feels fair. It feels balanced. We're not getting rid of these foods. We're still going to eat them. But now we're starting to think, how can I get the most enjoyment out of eating the ice cream? And I would suggest to you that eating that ice cream at your goal weight, being in control of your weight, being in control of your eating, feeling in control of your life, that's the most pleasure you could possibly get out of that ice cream. So that starts to become the focus that we're aiming at, not just to eat the food, but to eat the food where we feel amazing, where we have the body we want, we have the results we want. It becomes this guilt-free experience 
it feels balanced, it feels right. This is what we want. And so the diet, the, peop the problem people get into is they're all or nothing. And so it's not pleasurable, it's miserable. You have nothing to look forward to except for the weight loss. And the weight loss is, is kind of far in the future. So it's very difficult to get through weeks and weeks, months of misery and deprivation to finally get to some weight loss. You see, that's a bad approach in my opinion. So what we wanna do here is right off the bat, we wanna realize, okay, I'm gonna have five days of clean eating. That's gonna be a challenge for sure. But I know on the other side of that, I get to enjoy that food this weekend with a clear conscience. So even before the weight loss happens, you can know this is a system. This is an approach I could live with for life. Cause yeah, it's a little bit challenging to get myself through five days of clean eating, but I always know that I've got that reward at the end of it. And that's the sweet spot. And so even before you start losing weight, the fact that you're living this congruent lifestyle, this setup that you could live long-term, you know, um, it starts to feel really good. And that's what I want for you. I want you to experience weight loss without all that deprivation and pressure and start to feel a more balanced, calm, enjoyable approach. Because as you can imagine, that makes all the difference in the world. <laughs> when you're enjoying the process, it's a lot easier. So this is how overeating can help you lose weight. Start thinking about what I'm saying here. And again, if you want to try to enact this on your own, again, it's five days of clean eating and two days of pleasure eating. And, you know, initially when you do this, if you overeat a bit more on the two days, it's okay. You, you work on that, you know, so you end up, you know, you, you have these pleasure days, but you don't go wild with it. And as you do them more and more, you start to optimize them. And then you optimize the five days. So it's a consistent work in progress with that. But the initial frame of having five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, spend some time to think about it because it can be a real transformative way to approach your weight loss that feels a lot more sustainable and a lot more enjoyable. And once you have that set, the whole process changes. So give it a shot and uh, let me know how it goes. So if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. Iman says, I love your videos. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's why, that's why I do them. Uh, trying to get the word out, you know, there's other ways to do things, you know, it's not just the dieting um, approach. You know that we do have other options here in 2023 <laughs> for you to change your weight. Uh, I think we get so conditioned to think of weight loss in one specific way that we just get locked into it, you know, and um, <clears throat> there's 100% better ways and easier ways to master your weight. And so that's what I'm always looking to put out there, um, you know, and, and share with people because it doesn't have to be so hard, you know, believe it or not. <laughs> I know everyone thinks that, which isn't to say it's easy, you know, even program yourself down. I'm not saying that's easy. You know, it's definitely work. It takes effort. But I think, you know, you put yourself on a path where it makes sense. And I think that's the big difference. I think with dieting, it doesn't make sense. If you really take a step back and think about it, this idea that you're just going to instantly change all your behavior starting tomorrow and you're just going to maintain that until you lose the weight. It's 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 such an overcorrection and it's overwhelming. Right? That's what you're feeling. The reason, because how much you think about losing weight, you're thinking about losing weight all the time, but how much you actually, how much action are you actually taking to make it happen consistently? And that's probably a lot lower. And if you really look at it, a big reason is that deep down, you know, you think about the weight loss process as being miserable, right? Because tomorrow, if you're going to do it, all of a sudden tomorrow, completely give up carbs. Or I'm going to stop eating for 16 hours. Or I got to do this extreme thing. You're already overwhelmed. Right? Who the hell in 2023 isn't overwhelmed already with life, right? And so this idea that this tomorrow's gonna come, you're gonna instantly change all completely how you eat, completely how you live. Everything's gonna change tomorrow from that point forward. You know? It, it's just a complete lack of understanding of your mind. And um, I think when you start to understand yourself and you start to build a process that takes that into account, it just makes sense from the beginning. 
again, even if it takes a little bit longer, I, I go like the example of like learning the piano, learning a musical instrument. You know, if you're working with someone and they're laying it out in front of you and you just keep doing what they say and keep practicing those little bits, it may not make sense while you're doing it, but eventually you kind of develop the skills. Next thing you know, you've mastered it. And it's that approach as opposed to the dieting one, which was like, you're just going to start one day and be great at it. You know, that makes much sense. <laughs> uh, let's see what's going to say. Could you... Could you adjust due to a special event to have one pleasure day during the week on occasion? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So but here's the thing, and I didn't go into this. When it comes to the pleasure day, I'm, I'm telling you, like, this is the 5-2 model is, is profound. And there's so much psychology and strategy put into that. And so it is, I, I just talked about the front-facing part of it, of looking forward to the two pleasure days and saying, okay, you know, I got these coming up. That makes it easy to clean because you don't have that feeling. Again, you know the diet feeling where it's like, oh, I'm never going to eat chocolate again. You know, and that's what it feels like. You start freaking out. And so when we realize, oh, I can have chocolate on the weekend, you know, it's easier to push things off than to feel like we're never going to have them again. So there's that part. But the other huge part, I think it's more important almost, or at least as important, is that that 5-2 model is after the two days are over, you start the five again. And this is the key thing, because with weight loss, the, the most important factor of weight mastery is the ability to get back on track fast, right? Most people with a diet mindset... It's like they go all in, they start to diet, do it for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, and then they, they get off track and then they're off track for months or years, you know? And so you're on for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, you're off for a couple of months, a couple of years. And, and that's obviously, you can imagine a bad strategy. So um, you wanna have an ability to get back on track fast. So this 5-2 model, every single week, you're practicing getting back on track. You know, the two days come to an end, you get back on track with a clean. And so you get good at doing that. So, of course, things during the week are just, again, my, my goal with the 5-2 models, my intention is to be clean those five days. It doesn't mean I'm always clean those five days. You understand? That's my goal and that's my intention. That's what I'm working towards. Um, but, you know, hey, some days I just get off track with it. But I'm so good at getting back on track now because I practice it every single week. So when all of a sudden you have a pleasure day right in the middle of the week, um, that's fine, you know, because you train yourself to be more flexible, more responsive to the situations like the nuts and bolts of actually changing your behavior, which no one ever thinks about with dieting because with the dieting, you just think you're going to change everything with one. OK, I'm a new person. You know, it just it, it, it denies and ignores all laws of human kind. Like, like you can't just change everything about yourself tomorrow. Sorry. <laughs> You know, wish you could. And it comes to this idea that people think about weight loss in terms of I need more information. I need this diet. I need this plan in front of me. That's what's stopping me. And I'm sitting here telling you that it has nothing to do with what you know. You know enough right now sitting here about what you should and shouldn't need to lose weight. The problem is you don't know how to get yourself to do it. You don't know how to influence your behavior so you do that consistently. So it's not a knowledge problem of knowing what to do. It's a, I guess you could say it's knowledge. It's a, it's a knowledge problem of not knowing how to get yourself to do it. And that's a focus on behavior. Where does behavior come from? Why do you think about losing weight all the time and still eat the wrong shit? You tell me. I've got an idea. I, I know why. But what, why? Is, oh, because I don't have enough willpower. Is that why? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like you've got this willpower focused model and it doesn't work well. It's not how your mind works. You're not built to be willpower yourself through the day. You're not built to micromanage every little decision. Your brain is built to be on autopilot. That's the truth. So once you start to learn that, you know, that can help it. But yeah, you can certainly have a pleasure day during the week and, and you can become more adjustable and flexible with it. <clears throat> um, let's see. <laughs> Broken schnoz. Uh, I was in a calorie deficit for four weeks, did not lose weight, started counting macros, lost two pounds. Okay, great. 
Tabitha, listen, here's the good thing, right? And this is, I always say this to people because it's such a paradigm shift, is we want to get out of the mindset of, oh, I, I did something for four weeks and it didn't work. You know, we want to do something for four weeks. What happened? I, I didn't lose any weight. Okay, what else can I do? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, you got to stop. With the diet thing, people are so conditional. Oh, I'll do it as long as I lose weight. And then as soon as they don't lose weight, they quit. You can't do that. You have to keep adjusting. It's a, it's a path of mastery. So you do something and um, four weeks of, of like, you know, cutting calories down. Great job. You've changed your behavior. So you've taken a first step. Now let's just build on that. Yeah, some things you're going to do, the weight loss is going to come off quick. Sometimes it's going to come off slow. It's always about adjusting. But if you can get yourself out of the mindset of thinking short term, you know, again, this is why I always say change your, your goal from wanting to lose weight to wanting to master your weight, from wanting to lose weight to wanting to live at your goal weight for the rest of your life on your autopilot. Get rid of the time frame because the time frame is how long do you want to keep the weight off for? Forever, right? So, so start thinking in your mind. You, you are, I'm telling you, I, I'm telling you this now, believe it or don't, but the biggest challenge mindset wise you have is that you think of weight loss as a temporary thing. You know, I'm going to diet. I'm going to change how I eat until I lose the weight. And so you're organized, you're, you're optimized kind of mindset wise to just losing the weight. It's a short term focus. And so as you extend that and start realizing, well, how long do I want to live at my goal weight? Well, obviously forever, but you don't think about it that way. You just focus on the weight loss phase because the weight loss phase should just be the short part of the process. Right? You're 50 years old and you want to lose the weight. It's going to take you a couple months, a couple years. And then you want to spend the next 50 years living at that weight. That, that focus is so important because, so you, okay, for the first month, I got the calories. Oh, no shit. No, nothing came off. Who gives a shit? This is a 50 year process. You know what I mean? Let's just figure it out. What worked well? What didn't work? Let's tweak it. Now I'm going to start counting macros. I lost some weight. Great. Let's double down on that. You see? It's like you have to take this into your account. You're a unique human being. You got to figure out what works for you. But as long as you adopt that mindset of what works for me, what's effective, what's getting me moving closer to my goals, I don't give a shit how long it takes. I'm just going to keep on walking this path. That mindset is like, how could you not succeed with that mindset? As opposed to, okay, let me see. I'm going to try and lose weight. I'll give it a month. I cut calories for a month. It didn't work. I can't lose weight. Right? And that's how most people are approaching it. So again, that mindset piece is just crucial. Crucial, crucial. Um, 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 Pina says, is an Apple watch accurate counting your calories that you've burned? Nah, it, it's, a, it's an estimation, you know? So it's, um, it, you know, it's better than nothing, but it's not, it's not like super accurate. Calories in general aren't accurate. I mean, again, they're all ballparks, you know, it, it's good to, again, calorie in calorie out. If you want to get real specific with your calories and calories out is probably the most scientifically accurate way to, to lose weight, you know? Um, but if you don't like doing that, I don't like doing that. I'm not a tracker. Um, that overwhelms me and I stop doing it. So I've created a much more intuitive approach, you know, if, if it's that more, a more automated approach where I'm, I'm more, I, I ballpark things. I don't really count calories. I am aware of calories. I've gone through that process, but I'm more about, I've structured my eating. So it's very similar week in and week out. And so if I want to lose weight because I eat very similarly, I can look at how I eat and, you know, strategically say, okay, well, that's the easiest place to cut some calories, you know? So I go at it a little bit more intuitively, but again, the main point being program yourself. Then we always say there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you, you know, because everyone's unique. There's too many people on the planet. There's not one way to lose weight. And I think, you know, that can feel overwhelming, but it's also freeing, I hope. And it takes a little bit longer sometimes to figure out what works for you. But once you figure it out, you've got a custom made plan. And uh, I think it's better. Tabitha says I'm 45 years old. Is it hormones? Probably not. You know, it's, it's probably less hormones and more lifestyle, to be honest. You know, I think, you know, when you start getting to 45, yeah, menopause is kicking in and there, there are hormonal shifts. 
but um, it's also physical shifts from a lifestyle that you're living for a long period of time. Sometimes people tend to think of their bodies like they're these, like they're always the same. You have to think of your body like your car, like a car at 20,000 miles compared to a car at 100,000 miles, there's different factors going on, right? So your body is, a, it's not just the same body you have when you were 20, you've put 20, 30, well, I don't get how old you are, you've put decades of wear and tear on it. And what has that wear and tear been? Have you serviced it? Have you used good fuel? Have you lived a healthy lifestyle? Or again, have you been eating a lot of you know processed foods, very sedentary, unhealthy lifestyle? And so it starts to show up. So it's not just the menopausal hormonal issues, it's a lot of factors. So again, program yourself, then we have a whole lifestyle component, it's crucial. And so a lot of times when the menopause comes, it, it reveals an unhealthy lifestyle. I'm not saying this is the case for you, but, but most of the time this is the case. And so what do I mean by lifestyle? I'm talking about proper sleep, um, hydration, relaxation, breathing, nourishment, movement, meditation, gratitude. And as you systematically and practically implement these things into your life, you transform yourself from the inside out. You, you change your biology, you know, your body in a dramatic way that rivals menopause. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like literally your sleep, your water, your nourishment, your relaxation, how much you move, all of these things have a huge impact on how your body operates, no matter what age you are, you see. But, but again, as we get older, if we don't have a good quality lifestyle, all the effects of that lifestyle start to show up. And we say, oh, it's my hormones. Oh, I'm getting older. You know, and so I think it's important to kind of drill down a little bit into that, get a little more granular understanding of it. Um, you're absolutely right. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Uh, what do I, whoop, what do I do about food pushers at work? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, right. Um, there's just that person. I First thing I would say is I would reframe it because I think sometimes we look at food pushers and we get frustrated with them. We get angry with them, you know? And I would reframe it just to kind of release some of the energy and say, you know, these, this is probably, there's a lot of people in our society. One of the easiest ways to show love um, or caring or, or, you know what I mean, be a good person is through food, you know? And so I, I don't blame people for that, um, but I also got to defend from it. But I want to change the energy behind it. I don't think a lot of time people aren't intentionally trying to sabotage you. They're just trying to, that's just their way of being a good person. And so I think it's good to kind of reframe that. Say like, this is a good person. I'm trying to do something good. However, I don't want to eat that stuff. So what do you do about food pushers? I could give you specific tactics, but I would rather give you a process that will bring you to your own strategy because I don't know all the context of it. And so what I like to do, again, this is again, program yourself. Then the core part of the program is the program yourself then technique. It's a two minute hypnotic programming technique you do at night. And part of it is the redo technique so that what you do is you reflect on the day and Say, let's say you were at work, the food pushers was there, they pushed some food on you, you ate it, okay? And so instead of beating yourself up or ignoring us, I'm never gonna do that again, instead we wanna go back and wanna replay it. And you wanna learn from that. And you wanna say, you know, knowing what I know now, what could I have done differently? Um, if I could have felt different, if I could have been a better version of myself in that scenario, how would I have handled it? Okay, I'm kind of giving you the overview, but this is the idea. What it does is it allows you to start come up with real genuine solutions for that specific situation. Because if you think about the food pushers at work, it's like, it, it's probably specific times, right? It's probably not the entire eight hours of the day. There's probably specific moments in that day, maybe in the afternoon, maybe right after lunch, maybe right before lunch. There's probably like specific moments when that food is more tempting than others, right? You're not eating it all day long, most likely. So you wanna get very specific about when it's happening. What mood are you in? Um, what's the situation? Where's your hunger level at? What alternatives do you have set up for yourself? So again, hear what I'm saying. It's about being more strategic. It's what, what everyone does with weight loss, what you have to recognize is you've got one tool 
You've got one weight loss tool at your disposal. It's willpower. That's your only weight loss tool in order to change your behavior is forcing yourself to act different, forcing yourself to say no. That's what you're expecting. And so we want to be more creative and strategic with this. And we want to recognize, okay, what's the situation? Oh, well, you know, on Tuesdays, Molly brings in brownies that she bakes. On Wednesday, you know, Sally brings in a giant bowl of M&Ms. You know, it's like it's getting that specific in saying, oh, when the brownies come, I don't want to eat brownies, blah, blah, blah. And, and it's, it's practicing being the person you want to be. So I'm kind of all over the place here. Which, by the way, anyone watching this, um, if you're not in my world here, go to my bio, click that link, and get your free hypnosis session. I give you a... A hypnosis session is the new Thin Me. It's a weight loss kickstart session to help you clarify who you want to be, the best version of you, um, and to connect to that. It's very inspiring. Um, then after that, you sign up for that. It takes a couple minutes to send it to you. Uh, there's a training, Three Steps to Master Your Weight. Watch that, okay, because I go into more detail about this whole process in a systematic way. Right here, I'm kind of bebopping all over the place, but... Um, but yeah, but you can absolutely work on that. But don't, it's not like, oh, I have to say no to the food pushers at work, right? That's that willpower approach. Instead, we want to strategically figure it out so that it's a more, we have more comfortable strategies we can rely on other than willpower. Um, Renan says, I've been struggling with giving into food cravings. Yeah, okay. Again, same thing here, right? So when we struggle to give into food cravings, a lot of times we just feel defeated. We feel like we lost. We say, okay, I got to go back tomorrow and just say no to it. And what I'm trying to tell you is that there's a lot of reasons why you're giving into food cravings. See, because when you have willpower, the only answer is just more willpower. You don't think about anything other than, I just need more willpower. You know, and usually beat yourself up of it. Oh, what's wrong with me? How come I have more willpower? Why didn't I use that? But I would look at it, I break it down in a lot more detail. When you're struggling and giving into food cravings, what I'm looking at, what I usually see with my clients, they were, they're getting themselves too hungry. Well, if you're not eating enough and you're getting really hungry, yeah, you're going to give into food cravings. I'm going to give into food cravings. We're all going to give into food cravings if we're really hungry. So managing your hunger is a crucial part of this. So it's not just that you're some weak-willed bad person who can't control their eating. It's most likely you probably have shitty eating strategies. You probably have no mindset or lifestyle strategies, and your eating strategies are probably too extreme, causing you to you know eat when you're you know eat unhealthy foods. So hunger is a big one. Emotions is another one. Right? You might notice, well, when are you giving into the food? Well, maybe it's when you're sad or when you're overwhelmed or when you're depressed or whatever. You know? And so you want to start recognizing what things lead to the giving into food cravings. And as you start to understand more of the detail, again, now you can be more strategic. Hope that makes sense. Um, you should give it to yourself, just less or a better version of the food you want. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, th there's another one too. I always say there's the three hours of weight loss. There's... Uh, reduce, replace, remove. And most of the times when it comes to weight loss, people are just on the remove, you know, front, which, which is fine. It's the fastest one a lot of times, but it's also the hardest one and maybe not always work every time, you know? So having some alternatives is, is also good as well, I think. Uh, yeah. I've learned that if you crave salty foods like chips to give yourself sea salt in your food. Oh, that's an interesting one. I haven't heard that one. Um, yeah, it's a good one. But again, there's lots of strategies. That's the thing. Like once you get into a strategic mindset, what happens is, see, because willpower, if you just have one answer, then that's what you have to do every time, right? Everything just relies upon your willpower. No matter how hungry you are, no matter your moods, no matter how prepared or ill-prepared you are, no matter what the situation, you should have just done the right thing. You know, and that's how most people are thinking about their weight loss. And it's um, very short-sighted and, it, and it's just, it's an inaccurate way to think about it. It's not, you know what I mean? It's not the full picture. 
So when you start dissecting it a bit and going into some more granular detail of what led me to choose the wrong food. Oh, I was really hungry. Oh, I just got to fight with someone or I'm perpetually tired. I haven't slept well. You know, once you start to understand these other factors, then you can go to work on saying, oh, I'm going to make sure I get more sleep tonight. I'm going to make sure I nourish myself and I'm going to, before I go into the office, I'm going to make sure I got good nourishment in my body. You know, then you walk in a situation. Now it's just easier for you not to give into the food. So again, it's a strategy though. It's not you just being like, you know, just walking in there expecting to be starving and just being able to say no to the food. I, I don't understand that mindset. You know, <laughs> some people though, they, I know they just think willpower is everything. You know, willpower is the only thing that matters and it saves you from everything. But I have not seen that to work well, personally. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Program Yourself Thin is built on people that have been successful. I, I think that in and of itself makes it very interesting. Because it's diet agnostic, you know what I mean? I've, I've studied all kinds of people that have succeeded with all kinds of diets. And what I look for is always the common factors, psychological factors, um, not the specifics. Because I've seen people lose weight being vegans, vegetarians, being carnivores, being keto, intermittent fasting, Mediterranean, I mean, literally everything. So what are the commonalities of those people that succeed? And the commonalities I see are the mindset ones you start to see the exact same mindset factors over and over and over again for the people that do succeed and keep it off. You know, when I started programming yourself, then it all started with the idea of like modeling people that got the results I wanted and finding how they did it. And so as I began to speak with these people, it was clear as day that their mindsets were completely different. The way they thought about food, their health, working out, their lifespan, their quality of life, the way they thought about all these things was so different than what I was thinking and what people around me were thinking, you know, in terms of food. And so I think what the big mistake a lot of people make is they, they try and keep the same mindset and then just force themselves to act different. And it's like, it, it I don't know. I mean, I've been doing this for so long. It just seems like absolutely insane. I, I can't even understand the, the logic of this, that you're just going to change how you behave, but you're going to think the same way. It, it's kind of weird to me, especially when you start speaking with people that have successfully lost weight and kept it off. Like you speak to a few of them and it's like, it's like, it's instantly, I would talk to people like they had to keep it off for at least two years. That was my, my criteria in the beginning. And I would talk to these people, like I said, and it was just night and day. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's all about the mindset. I always say the mindset, the biggest thing impacting your weight is your mindset more than your genetics, more than your hormones, your menopause, your type two diabetes, any of it, any factor, your mindset's the most important one. And um, no one ever teaches you that. No, no one really talks about that. What's your best tip for getting started with changing your mindset around diet culture? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think the first step is changing the goal. And so I think you want to shift from a goal of weight loss to weight mastery. And, and that goal is so important and it makes it can instantly make everything easier and more enjoyable. Um, I think I think most people trying to lose weight are trapped in a dieting mindset. And I think the outermost shell of that mindset is that I'm going to diet until I lose the weight. And so most people think about weight loss as a temporary thing. And that creates all kinds of problems. Because as soon as you think of it as a temporary thing, the next thoughts that come up is, okay, well, I want to get it done as quick as possible. And I, as, how are you going to get it done as quick as possible? I'm going to pick the most extreme plan. But who gives a shit? It's just for a little while. I can do it. And I think people are caught in that mindset. So that you look at weight loss like it's a sprint. And again, with a sprint, it requires perfection, like literal perfection. If you trip even a little bit, you lose that race, you know? So you have to shift your mindset from thinking about weight loss as a temporary short-term thing that's just about losing weight to a forever thing, a never-ending marathon of 
living at your goal weight for the rest of your life? Because as soon as you ask that question, I think it forces you to find strategies that are more sustainable. Because as soon as you start thinking forever, I want to live at my goal weight forever on near autopilot. I want it to be automated. I want it to be good and easy. As soon as you start asking questions like that, it forces you, well, of course you're not going to do keto then, right? You, you don't want to do keto for the rest of your life. Let's be honest, you know? What's up, Astra? Um, you know, you probably don't want to do carnivore for the rest of your life. You know, you probably don't want to count points for the rest of your life. You see what I mean? So as soon as you start putting the, that lens, those glasses on and looking at the whole thing, a lot of strategies fade away quick because I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. You realize these diets aren't set up for long-term success. They're built for short-term losing weight. And then you're on your own. And so, you know, if you start off right from the bat, I want to live at my goal weight forever. I think there's just so many benefits to that. I think it's more accurate to what you want, right, isn't it? And I think that uh, it sets you up to naturally choose more strategies that are in line with that goal, you know, because now I'll, I'll, you're not going to water fast, right? I want to live at my goal for the rest of my life. I just have someone wa ask water. I'm going to answer that. But, but now it's like, oh, water fast. I'm not going to water fast forever. I can't, uh, you know, so, so it starts to clarify things. And so that would be the first step I would suggest is change that goal from wanting to lose weight to wanting to live at your goal weight forever. Thoughts on a water fast to kickstart a journey. I think it's a horrible strategy to start a water fast to kickstart a journey. Um, I think, now that's me. So again, understand, program yourself then. The golden rule is there's no right or wrong. There's only what works for you. So, and I believe that. So I'm saying what I've seen, what I've experienced personally, what I've seen working, um, I, you know, I've been doing this 30 years personally, 20 years professionally. Done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So take it for what it's worth. But I think with the water fast, I know what people say, oh, I want to I want to kickstart it so I get some momentum, you know, get some excitement that I can actually lose weight, whatever. But again, if we go back to what I was just saying, that distinction between focusing on weight loss or focus on weight mastery, living at your goal weight forever, the water fast is something that you're going to do. It's for a short term. OK, so right off the bat, we're in the short term time frame and you're going to do this and you're going to lose some weight. But most likely you're going to start eating food again at some point, right? And so then you're going to start eating food and then your weight loss is either going to stall or you're going to put weight back on. And what's that going to do to your mindset and your motivation, you know? And on top of that, water fasting, you're investing all that energy into a strategy that's not sustainable. So you're putting all that energy into do something short term to lose some weight and you're putting no energy into like, how am I going to live as a thin person? Because that water fast has very little to do with a thin person, unless you're water fasting for other reasons. You know, if you're doing it for spiritual reasons or, you know, uh, some, some health reasons, perhaps, you know, that's a little bit of a different thing. But if it's just about weight loss, again, this is a good example because I would apply this to everything. This is why I wouldn't do keto. Do you never want to eat carbs again? You know, it, it says, oh, no, I, I, well, once I lose the weight, well, then why not start working on a way where you can, you know, integrate carbs into your life in a more sustainable way now? You know, because it's going to feel, again, when you have that foundation of forever in your mind, you don't even realize how powerful that is. I wouldn't do anything that was short term. You know, like I would invest any of my energy or time into doing something that was just short term. Because why would I? You know, I only got so much time and energy. I'm lazy. I just want to be efficient. And so if I'm going to work on installing a habit or shift up an eating thing, I'm bouncing it off of, is this something I could see myself doing forever? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's do it. And so now that brings me to a place now, like my... Again, there's three pillars of weight mastery in the program yourself then system. There's mindset. I make a pyramid shape. Mindset's at the bottom, most important. Lifestyle, which is really important. And then eating. And so we have mindset strategies, lifestyle strategies, and then eating strategies. But they, they're all built on top of each other. And um, the, water, the water fasting strategy 
not only, you know, does it, it's temporary at best, but mindset wise, my experience with fasting has been that it's really difficult. So it depletes me energetically. Now, again, that may not be your situation, but for me, I, I hated it. It was really, I didn't, I dreaded it. It was coming. I was in it and I was tired and I felt like shit. And then afterwards, this is the worst part is that I was obsessed with food. Cause I would fast for a couple of days when you anything. And I just got absolutely obsessed with food and so I had to deal with that for, you know, a couple of weeks usually. And so what's the net gain I got out of that? You know, and so I stopped doing all that stuff and I really just put myself into how I want to eat all the time. And so now I have that five two model I talk about five days of clean eating, two days of pleasure eating, and I've optimized the shit out of it. I've been in the same way for 30 years, no dieting. I'd one blip 12 years ago, but um, otherwise it's been 30 years of the same weight because I've mastered my mindset, my lifestyle, my eating. And so everything's in its right place. And so I'm able to master this weight and I want to live this way forever. You know, I say this all the time. I love thinking this way, living this way, eating this way. I love it and I want to do it forever. I'm always tweaking and optimizing it. So that makes it interesting too, but I love how I eat. I really enjoy it. So that's what I want you to start focusing on more. I think that'll get you better results. That says, uh, what questions should I ask myself to start learning who to be as a thin person? I don't know how to be a thin person. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So again, I mean, even in the, in the, here's what I would suggest too, is you could even shift thin just initially to the best version of yourself. So who's, who's the best astra possible? You know what I mean? Like in, in the thin, being thin, your weight is part of that. But I want you to start thinking about who's the best version of me possible. Like when I'm focused, when I'm clear, when I'm calm, when I'm creative, when I see things with perspective, that's probably the best you. So that's a good way to kind of, it's the same skills that are going to allow you to be thin. Do you see? Like thin isn't, I think people have this idea of like being thin, like it just, it just fades to the background, folks. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why I'm telling you, you got to make your weight loss journey more than just about weight because you have, first of all, you've got no biological mechanisms that make you want to lose weight, right? We've evolved in a food scarce environment. So that's why, that's why it's, we're in the situation we're in. That's why like eating a donut is so different than eating a carrot. It's not because it tastes better. It's because we release all this dopamine because there's so many more calories in it. Do you understand? There's all these mechanisms in us that are like, eat, eat, eat. Because we still are, you know, body-wise, we still think we're not going to have any food tomorrow. So eat when you can. And, and that, that's the core of the problem. So um, anyways, it, it's not really like, like a thin person. I, I, the way to get to that easier for you is to start thinking who's the best Astra. Who's the best version of me? When I'm at my best, what are those qualities? I'm rested. I'm clear-headed. I'm calm. I'm relaxed. I'm focused. I'm energized. I'm, you know, creative. I'm solution-oriented. You know what I mean? Like these things. You know what these things are. You know what I mean? And as you start optimizing to those, guess what? Your ability to become thin is going to start increasing. But I don't look at myself like, oh, I'm a thin person as a main defining characteristic because I wrap my weight loss in personal development. So I think about my weight as a secondary effect of really focusing on my personal development, being the person I want to be. So my main goal, what I really focus on is not really the weight. It's being the, the dad I want to be, you know, to my kids, being the husband I want to be to my wife, being the, the son and, and, you know, family, friend, person, other important people in my life. And then being the person who can run a business successfully. I love running my business. You know, and then there's all my personal stuff, like playing guitar, doing yoga, like all that stuff I love. So the weight loss is almost just a secondary thing that happens, but it's all these other things that I really am. I'm focused on day in and day out that, that I really jazz me up and always improve because thin is like, you know, here, understand this, like the thin thing with the weight, you just get to a weight and then that's it. There's a thing called hedonic adaptation where you just, you habituate to whatever the situation is. You know, it's like, it's like you get a new car for the first, you know, three months. It's the most greatest thing in the world. And then it just becomes a car. 
you know? And so being thin, it's like, it's cool when you're losing the weight and it's really fun. And then you just become thin. You're just thin and it fades in the background. I can't become any thinner. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? It's just, it's a, it's a, there's a wall to it. There's a finite level to it. But what doesn't, what isn't finite and what I'm optimized towards is how can I be the best version of me? Every day I'm looking to get 1% better. Not, not, I can't, I'm not losing any more weight. See, that's why I try to tell you all this. The weight loss phase is this big in, in the context of your life. You're 50 years old. Your weight loss phase is, it's that big. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like takes that much of the time and the rest of the time, your life, you're just living at that weight, but you're absolutely obsessed with the weight loss piece. And you're not spending any time thinking about how you're going to maintain it for the rest of your life. Does, does that make sense? Doesn't that explain why you're not able to live at it? I know you've lost weight before. Why do you think you put it back on? Does it not ring true at all that maybe you haven't prepared yourself to live at your goal weight ever? You never think about living at your goal weight. You only think about losing the weight. And then you lose it and you're just like, there's a vacuum because you don't even know. You have no idea how to think like a thin person. You, you, your, your mindset is constantly wrapped around, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I lose weight. And then you lose the weight and it's like, what, what, what do we do now? Oh, I hope I don't put the weight back on. Hope I don't put the weight back on. But anyways, so that's all that mindset stuff. You know, again, if all this makes sense to you, by the way, go get in my world. Go get that hypnosis session through my bio link there and um, watch that training I put up there. <clears throat> Lauren says, I like your videos on losing weight. It's fun. It really is. I love meeting my goals. Yeah, Lauren, right? That's what I'm saying. It's so much that's the mindset piece. You know, like this is like one of the most enjoyable, fun things you can do. <clears throat> you know, really. It's like even more than money. You know, making money is fun for sure. But if, you, if you're not happy with your body and you're not, you know, your health's not there, then even that depletes. So it's like your health and how you feel about yourself, really not even how you look. Notice the words I'm using. Yeah, I want to look better. That's fine. But it's less important than being the person you want to be and really being, you know, congruent with the goals that are important to you, you know, and um, that's the goal, you know. So, so yeah, when you, when you reframe this process as one of hitting goals of constant and never-ending improvement, Really, like, it, with programming yourself, then we really seek to base the motivation around intrinsic motivation. Intrinsic motivation is, like, you know, like, when you're working on a puzzle and you put a puzzle piece in? You know that feeling you get? It's, like, contextually, who gives a shit? Who cares that you put this little tiny piece into a puzzle? It, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, contextually, it shouldn't mean that much. But it feels like there's this little feeling, right? You want to really optimize around that feeling. And that's what I do. So each and every day... It's like when I drink my water, I'm like, oh, I'm proud of myself. I get that same feeling. When I do my meditation, I get that feeling. When I eat my salad, I get that feeling. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's like I, I've got all these automated habits. Like I always say, like most people have one habit usually. It's like brushing their teeth. But it's like you can install lots of habits into your subconscious mind. That's the value of hypnosis and the subconscious approach is we're looking to install habits in your subconscious mind that run pretty much on autopilot that keep you at your goal weight, that give you the health you want, that make you into the person you want to be. And so it's completely opposite of you. What you're trying to do is you're trying to consciously force yourself to just act a certain way. Your brain's not even built that way. It lasts a little while and, and it doesn't last. But, um, but if you reframe this as a process of personal development, of reaching goals, and it's, it's never ending. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a constant source of, of excitement for me, of passion, of fulfillment, of happiness. Every day I get a little better at stuff and I, I absolutely love it. And I'm like, what am I going to be 10 years from now? Can you imagine? Like, I don't know if you have this mindset, but it's like, as I get older, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I just keep getting better at certain things. I understand that there's other challenges. I get older. I know that, but I'm preparing for them. I'm working on them. And in a lot of ways, I'm healthier now than I was 10 years ago. You know what I mean? And so it's exciting. It's a fun journey. That's just always exciting. Why couldn't it be that way for you? You know, that wouldn't make any sense. The only difference is that you think about the way you think about weight loss and dieting is so fucked. <laughs> like, I can't say it any other way. You're trapped in this mindset 
that, that screws you out of all the joy you get out of being your goal weight, being successful, having control over your reading, over your health, you know, the most important thing in your life. So yeah, it's very enjoyable. You know, um, how do you control what you eat when you travel to visit your family and food all around? Yeah. Okay. So that's hard, you know, but here's the thing you put that in context. And so, you know, you work, I always, in the program, we call this minimizing the damage. That's a minimize the damage situation. Cause again, most people are all or nothing, but program yourself. Then we work on being in the gray space because you're not going to be all or nothing. You got to get out of that mindset. We program yourself. Then we talk about being all or something. And so when you go to your family's house, you're not going to be all okay. So let's let go of that. And we go into minimize the damage mode. Let's be something. What are some things I want to hold on to? I want to keep drinking my water. I'm going to make sure I eat some fruit. I'm going to eat one healthy thing while I'm there. Um, but my eating is not going to be perfect. And then when you get back, you just get back on track fast, you know, and, and obviously there's, there's strategy you can use in there but but that's the first thing kind of outermost loop of your mindset is to ease up what you expect out of yourself in that situation because again we're looking for long-term success not just you know what's going to happen these couple days at your families but i get that this is a challenge and that's kind of my quick answer to it corny what are your thoughts on calorie counting to lose i've lost 60 pounds with it but have plateaued wow congratulations um i think calorie counting it depends on the person again there's no right or wrong there's only what works for you if you love calorie counting then great you keep doing it if you find that you're getting bored with calorie counting or it's not working, well, and there's kind of two different questions, but let me talk about plateaus first. Um, when you hit a plateau, what I would suggest is that you look at that as an opportunity to work on your maintenance because ultimately that's where you're going to get. Most people trade the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the scale going down. Okay. And you got to recognize that because as soon as the weight stops going down, your motivation starts flagging. So this is a good reason. I, again, this is why you got to set yourself up from the beginning with a different focus and motivation um, because the weight loss stops at some point. But so when you, when you've, you've plateaued and so what that should be is an opportunity for you to say, okay, let me, this is now a chance to practice my maintenance, which means if the way you've lost that 60 pounds is relatively comfortable for you, when you plateau, it becomes, okay, let me make it even easier. You know, this should be relatively easy to live because if it's, if you're white knuckling it and now you're not losing weight, now you're just really aware you're not losing weight and you're really, like, what the fuck was the point of this? You know, that, that's a bad sign because that, that kind of implies that you're not gonna be able to sustain this, you know, cause what you're feeling now is very similar to what you're going to feel once the, you're done with your weight loss. <clears throat> it's not just about the outcome you get guys. You've got to focus on the process you use to achieve it. When it comes to weight loss with dieting mindset, we've been fixated and focused on just wanting to lose weight. I don't give a shit what I got to do. I just want to lose the weight. And so like, we'll just water fast. I'm going to do keto. I'm going to do the strict stuff just to lose the weight. Um, but we got to look at the process. If the process is miserable and you hate it, then what's the point? You know what I mean? So you got to take your focus exclusively off the outcome and start focusing on the process piece and making the process easy and enjoyable and fun so that you get the outcome you want. Again, we're still paying attention to the outcome, but most people just put hundred percent on the outcome and they don't give a shit what the process is. Start focusing more on the process and make the process enjoyable and, and comfortable for you. I'm telling you, I'm sitting here mastering my weight. I love how I eat every week. I love it. I want to eat this way forever. So if all of a sudden, you know, I, I, and I hit plateaus, I didn't care because the plateau, you want to sit with that for a month or two and then see if your body just needs to adjust or we get a month or two and you say, okay, I need to tweak something else. Great. You know, but you got to 60 pounds down. You got to start transitioning to a maintenance mindset. Again, program yourself. Then we start with maintenance, but for the average person, you know, you got to start integrating mind, maintenance in. You know, because you've got to start thinking that way. You're, you're, if you optimize just around the weight loss thing, I can almost guarantee you, you're just you're headed towards failure because at some point the scale stops going down and your motivation disappears. If most of the motivation is on the scale going down, okay. So again, the process you make it has to be enjoyable and fun in order for you to maintain it long term. Uh, anyways, 
Um, whoops. Let me see here. Fasting is a calorie deficit, so of course people will lose weight. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, I love the idea of five clean eating days and two free days because my brain looks forward to two days. Yeah, Iman, yeah, that's exactly the point. There, that is like such a gorgeous model. I, I'm telling you, I, I like I read 50 books a year. I'm obsessed with this stuff. And that five-two model, there is so much psychology and strategy in that approach. And you just hit the nail on the head because it's dopamine. Dopamine is driving all your behavior, and you're not you're not intentionally manipulating your dopamine. You're allowing the culture and the world to manipulate it for you. And that's a big part of why you have no control of your reading. And so the five two, you just hit the nail on the head. It is easier to say, I'll, you know, because we think, okay, I'm going to start a diet. I'm going to lose weight. I can never have my Ben and Jerry's ice cream again, right? Nothing will sabotage a diet quicker than that feeling of deprivation and despair that comes from thinking you're never going to have chocolate or ice cream or whatever your favorite foods are again. So again, we program yourself. Then we make that the central point. We make the pleasure the main focus. I get to have Ben and Jerry's and be at my goal weight. I got to eat Ben and Jerry's differently. Though. I can't eat it every night. I'm going to keep it to these two nights. You, you see what I mean? So that pleasure drives the whole process. It, it's... You know what I mean? It's, this is like an inside out approach to weight loss, which fucking better be pretty appealing because the diets are not working. You know what I mean? Like you're sitting there thinking about weight loss all day long and you're not moving towards it at all. You know what I mean? So it's like you might want to think about a different approach, you know, to make it to make it happen. Uh, is it OK to fast for 23 hours daily? Um, is it OK to only stick to OMAD for years? Uh, you know, that's a, I'm not a doctor and I don't know um, if you like doing that. Knock yourself out. If you hate doing that and you find it miserable, um, then don't do that. You know, people do OMAD. But listen, I'll tell you what I think about that. And this comes from my experience of being a raw foodist for a while. I was a raw foodist for a period of time there. And uh, what I found myself is I really bought into it, you know. And you have to to do something that extreme. You have to really buy into the idea of it. And I bought into it so wholeheartedly that I didn't realize that, well, I did feel good physically. Mentally and emotionally, I was absolutely obsessed with food. It was not a healthy place to be. And so I think sometimes with some of these strategies, we get so we buy into it so hard that we don't realize it's it's a really hard path that we don't really like it, you know. And so I just say that. But but if you love OMAD and you and it's working for you, then you, you do it, I guess, you know. Um, but if you hate it and despise it, there's a million other ways that you can set it up to lose weight. Um, do you do OMAD? No, I would never do OMAD. No, 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 never, never, never. I, I do the opposite. <laughs> no, I don't do the opposite because I, I, I do three meals a day. You know, that, that's my goal is, but I manage my hunger. So I'm eating within an hour of waking up. I like to stabilize my hunger. Um, I eat, you know, lunchtime. I've got a solid lunch that I set up and that keeps me satisfied till dinner. And then I eat a dinner that satisfies me the rest of the night. And so it took time to figure that all out. But I know now I have a structured way of eating that manages my hunger. So I'm able to eat well, not because I have iron willpower, but because I've strategically managed my hunger. So I'm not that hungry. And when you're not that hungry, guess what? It's a lot easier to make the right food choices. You know, so OMAD would be the kiss of death for me. If I ate one meal a day, I, I would be miserable. But that's me. You see what I mean? So again, program yourself in diet agnostic. You do what you want. Um, it's, it's built to, to help any help you do whatever philosophy you want to follow. Again, there's three there's three blueprints, mindset blueprint, lifestyle blueprint, eating blueprint that you fill out the way you want to do it, you know? And so I give you the structure, but then you fill it out with, you know, your genetics, your preferences, your lifestyle, the things that fit. That's a key part of this whole thing. I think with the weight loss, so often people just trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. You're just trying to force yourself to follow some plan that has nothing to do with you, you know? And, and I think it's such a sign of desperation, to be honest. It's like, it's such a lame, weird way to, to do that. Um, and he says, I'm a new, that's all, OMAD. OMAD's one meal a day. Um... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense about the plateau. Yeah, right? That plateau thing, that's a good way to look at it, right? 
I think that's a, again, we want to utilize everything, you know, and that, that's another one of them. Um, also applying other areas in your life, buy the clothes you like now, don't wait. Yeah, this helped me. Yeah, that's great, Lauren. I, I agree with that, right? Yeah, Lauren, you're dropping some pearls here. Yeah, not only that, so it's not even just the clothes. You buy the clothes you want um, and, and have them so you can see them. But how about this one? I think the most important one of all, the biggest mistake I see dieters making is they're saying, well, once I lose the weight, then I'll be confident. Fuck that. You want to feel confident now. Stop that shit. Stop putting things out into the future and, and keeping yourself from feeling them. Start feeling attractive now. Start feeling confident now. Start feeling successful now. Okay? And use those feelings to drive the process and drive you towards your goals. Okay, don't don't try don't don't in your mind say I'm gonna feel like shit until I reach my goal. That's a wrong strategy. Start practicing feeling things you want now. Again, that, that's in program yourself. Then that's one of the core parts of the mindset piece is how to deal with emotions, how to feel the emotions you want right now. Because you can feel confident right now. By the way, you can be 500 pounds overweight and I can make you feel more confident right now. Okay, and so once you feel more confident, just it's another power you get to tap into and use. But that's a great. I love that suggestion, Lauren. Skyler, what do you think of semi-glutide and what we do when we get off, go off? Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think much of it. I'm not, I'm not I, I've just been doing this for so long. It's always some new medicine. It's just the same story, and people keep falling for it. And so it makes me sad, uh, especially this stuff. I don't know, talking about thyroid tumors and stuff. And yeah, what do we do when we go off it? You put weight back on. You know, you want oh well, it helps with the food noise. Okay, so I mean. If you realize food noise is the problem, why don't we go to the actual source and fix it? Because that's what my entire program is. What's food noise? It's you thinking about eating food for pleasure all day. Yeah, why, why do you do that? Hmm, maybe it's because you watch 100 food commercial hypnosis sessions every day, right? Think about how many food ads you see every day. Each one of them is a hypnosis session causing you to think like an overweight person who thinks about pleasure of food. So yeah, okay, food noise, that's the problem, great. Great identification. How you want to deal with it? I want to take some medicine that makes me feel nauseous so I don't have food noise. I want to be worried every time I eat something, I'm going to be throw up. That's how you want to deal with it? And you have to do this forever? $2,000 a month? This intense-ass medicine in your body? Because you have, no, you have no way of dealing with food noise other than medicine? Or willpower? Well, that's fine until you see me, and now you know there's another way. My entire program is how do you change how you're thinking? It, you know, and so I, I don't... That those medicines bum me out. And um, I don't know. But I'll be here, you know, in a couple of years when they take them off the market for whatever reason, I'll be here and we'll be talking about them. We'll be on to the next one, you know. Hey, Vicky, what's up? Fasting is much more <laughs> calorie. <laughs> Vicky. I like triggering Vicky with the, cal the fasting stuff. Um, fasting is much more than calorie restriction. It's primary hormonal control and autophagy. Sending glutide makes it so I'm not that hungry, but I'm scared what happens when I go off. Yeah, I, I would... Uh, yeah, why wouldn't you? I mean, it's, it's what goes off is you just go back to being what you were. So again, it's not a long-term solution. And, and again, that's what I'm trying to say. Part of this diet mindset is it's so based on the short term and there's no foundation under you. It's not a solid foundation. So it's like you're dieting and you know you can't keep this up or you're going to do it until you lose the weight. And then there's all this anxiety under it that you're going to put the weight back on. And then there's this idea that, oh, I'm doing you know, semi-glutide and it's, um, yeah, it's okay now, but what happens when I go off? So there's this anxiety underneath you, you know? And it's like, that's, that's not acceptable. That's a shitty goal. Oh, so I lost weight, but I'm, I'm overwhelmed and anxious. I'm going to put it all back on. Like, that's not a good quality of life. You know, that's such a, that's such a shitty goal compared to, I want to live at my goal weight for the rest of my life and on near autopilot. That's what I want. I want to be happy. I want to be healthy. I want to easily make the right choices. I want to flow with it. You know, like set that as a goal. And now semi-glutide isn't even part of the conversation. So that's what I think. Uh, 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 love your passion about people succeeding. Thank you, Vicky. Point. What are your thoughts on 12-step fellowships for food issues? Uh, you know, I mean, to be honest, 
from the outside, I'm like, oh, that, that seems like it could be a good idea. But then I've had so many experiences with people that used to be in OA, um, uh, you know, if the Overeaters Anonymous, and it's like, ah, boy, you know, they usually almost, they, they, now don't, you know, I'm biased because I get people coming from other programs, and so that's a lot of my viewpoint, but it's um, sometimes that defining yourself as an addict forever um, when it comes to the food, I don't know. So I, I see a lot of the negative sides of it, you know, but I also think 12-step for, for alcoholics seems great. Um, it's one of the most effective, you know, methodologies, but, but with overeating, it does not seem to do well. And I think I know why, um, because again, with alcohol, you stop it completely. And with food, you know, there is, uh, you're, you're always eating it. You're always interfacing with it. So I think a better strategy is, is, is better in that situation. So again, I don't knock anything because everything works for some people. You know what I mean? There's just kind of bouncing up. Does it work for you? And so again, obviously I see people that it's not working for, and I see some problems with it. A lot of them based around the idea of identifying as a food addict. I get that sometimes with bright line people. Um, cause I get them and the first step into the bright line world is to take that quiz. Am I a food addict? Well, you already got these, you're already kind of pre-framed to be a food addict once you go into that quiz. Cause you're like, well, I don't know what the hell, why can't I lose the weight? And then you take the quiz and you're like, okay, well now I know, oh, cause I'm a food addict. So I've worked with a number of um, bright line people who say, oh, I'm a food addict. I scored a 10 on that quiz. And you know, we work together for a while. And it turns out they're not food addicts, you know? So that's my experience. You know what I mean? So it's a small group set of people, but that's my experience. So anyways, if 12 step stuff works for you, you use it. If it doesn't, there's a million other ways to do it. Um, Courtney says you make so much sense. Glad I stumbled across you. Thank you. Well, thank you, Courtney. I appreciate that. That's always, that's my, my golden. I, I love hearing that. I, I like to put the most practical, useful information out there. Cause I think most weight loss stuff out there is them just telling you what you should do. And, um, I'm, I've always filled up this, this kind of vacuum in the weight loss world of everyone knows like what they should and shouldn't do, but no one's actually helping you get yourself to do it. And I think I'm one of the few people, to be honest, that really helps you go from here to here. Like, and it doesn't matter. Oh, I want to be keto. Okay, great. I want to be vegetarian. Whatever you want, whatever your goal is, how do you go from wanting it to, to living it? And I think there's very few people that help you make that transition. And I, and I believe that's a mindset primarily approach. There's a mindset shift that makes that happen. And I think there's very little out there helping people move from one to the other. And, and I like to, that's why I like to get out here and, and be practical and be useful and effective, you know, because all my stuff was created and used on the ground. I'm working with like real normal people um, to actually implement the changes. You know, it would be the easiest thing in the world for me to come up with a diet and say, oh, this is what I eat here. You should eat this and lose weight. And then, you know, people get all excited and then they can't follow it, though. And then that's the same problem over and over and over and over again for people with the weight loss. So I like to really focus in on how do you shift your mindset so that you become the version of yourself that actually is able to do the things that you want to do. You know, and I think that's why I come up with a lot of practical tools that are in short supply out there, I think, you know, in, in philosophies. Um, tell us about your program. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I got to get out here in a minute. Um, my program, without question, is the most comprehensive weight loss program on the planet. I, I really believe that now because it's um, it's everything. So it starts off, I say the cornerstone of it is the program yourself thin technique. You, at the end of the day, you have to learn how to program your own subconscious mind. You are your own best or worst hypnotist. You're up in your head talking to yourself all day and night. And that is dictating your weight more than anything else. And so you need to learn how to change that process. And so the program yourself thin technique is a two-minute technique you use at night. You do, it's two things. It's redo and rehearsal. So you redo your day, pick something you want to do better. You optimize and learn from it, create better strategies. And then you rehearse tomorrow. And you imagine tomorrow is the person you want to be. Um, and this takes care of natural psychological things you do. You always pre-program your day, right? Like tomorrow is Sunday. You have a pretty good idea what you're going to do tomorrow, right? If you're honest with yourself. So we always do this naturally. So we, we utilize this process and for, for our own good and to move us in the right direction. 
So there's that process, the core of it. Then every morning, I deliver the program to you through the phone. And so it's through an app because I know the hardest part of change is remembering to change. And so I know you're going to look at your phone tomorrow morning. And when you open it, you're going to see a message from me. You click on it. You listen to a five-minute hypnosis session um, every day for eight weeks. There's a, in the morning, you start with a five-minute hypnosis session. has a weight loss mantra in it. And it helps you to think like a thin person. It's all these really practical mantras, you know. And you receive them in a hypnotic state. So you start every day for the next eight weeks relaxed, calm, in tune with your body body with a positive mantra coming in. So you start thinking differently and that affects your behavior throughout the day as well. And that's always interesting. So that's the plan. And then at night, you know, you get another reminder reminding you to program yourself and there's a sleep gnosis session. It's a 10 minute session with a core weight loss mantra in it. And you listen to that one at night. There's two versions of it. One you listen to as a count out. So you can listen to it earlier in the night. And then there's one you can listen to as you go to sleep if you want, help you fall asleep and you can go to sleep, listen to those core mantras. So eight weeks of that really, it's kind of like a weight loss cocoon, you know, mindset wise. Then there's the blueprints, your weight mastery blueprints, which is your mindset, lifestyle, and eating blueprints. This is a 60 page workbook. You fill in the blanks, you customize your mindset, lifestyle, and eating um, again to you. Uh, so how you want to eat, how you want to live, how you want to think in order to get the best results possible. And so you go through that and there's trainings that take you through the whole thing. I mean, there's extensive trainings, you know, how to eat, um, lifestyle pieces, you know, mindset pieces, that's all there. Um, and then probably the most important thing is that I work with you for eight weeks. So we have coaching calls every Tuesday and Thursday uh, where you work directly with me. We do them over Zoom. And that is without question the most valuable piece. It's the best deal right now because... Um, this is kind of the third iteration of the program since January. And so, uh, you know, this will be the final one before I start advertising and, and, you know, kind of really boosting it out there, which means that you can still get in there and work with me, you know, for eight weeks for, you know, a, a really good deal. And, and again, there's not a million people in it. So it's like you can work, you know, you get a lot of time with me and working with me, you know, it's 25 grand to work with me privately, you, you know, so I, I, that's, you know, who pays that? People that have a lot of money, <laughs> um, you know, and it's worth it to them. So. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's quite a deal. You get to work with me, you know, because I can just like, this is what I do. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. So when you feel stuck, like I can identify what's keeping you stuck within second. I mean, like 100% of the time. <laughs> like I never have met someone where I can't flip them around in some way. So yeah, getting to work with me for eight weeks is really the big, big game changer. So by the end of the eight weeks, you have, you know, a customized weight mastery blueprint. You're thinking and feeling like a different person. You have an ability to relax. You've integrated a more healthy lifestyle to support you. You've got eating strategies in place. You know how to think like a thin person. So what's the mindset piece, right? So there's six categories in the mindset piece. It's motivation. You know how to motivate yourself. There's new self-image. You know how to think like a thin person. You know how to identify yourself as a new thin person. That's a big part of this process. Um, you know how to deal with your habits. You know, you learn the neuroscience of habits, how to strategically deal with them. Uh, you learn how to deal with emotions, feel the emotions you want, not feel the emotions you don't want to deal with that. Um, how to think like a thin person, we break it down into detail and then maintenance. So you master all of those things just in the mindset piece. <laughs> so again, you tell me some other weight loss program that does any of that stuff, right? What's 90% of weight loss programs out there is just the, I don't, just here's the diet. Just eat this, work out this. And then the rest are just left on your own. Right, because they don't think about it, so they just say, "Oh, just use your willpower and just follow it." Now, how's that working? Um, uh, do you have online programs? Yeah, that program's online. I mean, you get like lifetime membership to the, you get lifetime access to the membership area forever. Um, in the eight weeks coming through your phone, uh, that that happens. But yeah, you get lifetime access, and then there's a hypnosis live. There's a million other things I didn't even mention. I'm just hit the high points, but. There's a lot of other stuff. You can go to program yourself then and learn about it. Um, you'll see it there. And uh, 
Yeah, you can get started with it. Like I said, every Tuesday, Thursday, you know, we got calls. How do you eat less when you don't feel full? Um, yeah, yeah, when you never feel full. I mean, it's most likely because you're eating primarily processed foods. And so as you start eating more natural, whole foods, um, you'll start to feel more full. The biggest thing keeping you unfull is that you're not eating enough fiber, followed by protein. But fiber is the big one. And so as you get more fiber into your body in a natural form, eating fruits, vegetables, greens, beans, you will feel more full. Yep. Um, <laughs> not so sure about normal. <laughs> you're not eating enough of your meals. Yeah, that's right, Alexis. I agree. Um, oh, my God. I love it. Yep. I hope it's affordable. I've been listening to your content for a while. Yeah, again, affordable. Let me let's talk about that for a second, you know, because, again, first of all, I just, I just give all this stuff away for free. Like, you see me on TikTok all the time. I do podcasts every day. You know, I got YouTube channels. So I, no one gives away more free stuff than me, I, I believe. And if you go and log in, you get that free hypnosis session. If you go to my bio and click that link, I give you a free hypnosis session. I give you that tra training three steps to master your weight. And then I email you every day. I, I literally, I give you a program. I used to charge for that. I only just give it to you every day. It's an email. And I think you'll just see, right? It's, it's like, it's unique take on things and it's encouraging. It's supportive. It's great. But what's affordable, you know? And, and again, I'm very sensitive. I understand there's financial things in the world. I get that. Um, but one thing you gotta watch out for is that in this culture, we've been conditioned to minimize our health. You know, what drives a lot of the overeating is the fact that we undervalue what a negative impact it's having on us. You know, and so this is literally your lifespan, your quality of life while you're living it. And so, you know, people, geez, I don't know, people spend a thousand dollars on a phone. And if you see a thousand dollars to work with me for eight weeks and go through, have this complete program to master your weight, they're like, oh, it's, uh, you know, so it's, so it's like, again, how much is something worth? And there's a, there's a new offer I make where you don't work with me that, that's even more affordable. But again, I really want to encourage you if it's possible is, is be able to work with me. I'm telling you, it's the most valuable piece of it all. Getting to work with me is one of the unique, I'm not trying to be some conceited asshole here, but I'm, I'm really telling you, like, like working with me with your weight, it's one of the most unique experiences you will ever have with your weight. I guarantee it. Because I'm not a dietitian, nutritionist, a personal trainer, a doctor who's just going to say, oh, do this. I literally help you move from here to here in ways that you wouldn't be able to do on your own, to, to be completely honest. We're not going to analyze all your problems. We're not going to analyze all the bullshit that's happened in the past. We're going to go from where you're at now to where you want to be. And, and I'm very good at that. You know, that, that, that's, that's my skill set, you know? So, um, yeah, go check out the program, Skylar, because I'd love to see you in there. And if you have any questions, you can always email me. Yeah, Alexis says, mindset's so important for weight loss. Yeah, it's everything. It's everything. Yep, 25 grand. Talk about your private clients and what they get. Yeah, yeah, so 25 grand. I mean, you know, listen, the last one that signed up, you know, he's in the movies and, you know, he's a celebrity type of person. Um, so what do they get? I mean... You have to understand, this is going to sound weird, right? I have another TikTok channel, Jim Kinsoles, where I talk a bit more about money because money and weight loss are very similar. They're both means to an end, and they're really dictated by what we think deep down inside, our values, our identities, and all those things. But anyways, when it comes to money, um, there's just people that make different levels of money, right? And so it's it's about making a commitment. I, I you know, and I've been selling coaching i've been doing that really for a while last year i took a time and i certified some other coaches in it but i've been doing private coaching for a while and yeah it's like i have a high price because i'm worth it i want to give you the opportunity to invest in yourself at a high level um but it's important for you to really take this seriously you know and so i think listen we live in the world right <laughs> money talks bullshit walks and so it's like when you invest some money in something you're way more likely to commit to it and that's a big piece of the puzzle you know 
Um, the program cost right now, it's $1,000. So it's like, it will not be that. It will be back up to 2000 as soon as I start running ads. And it will go up to that to, to work with me eventually. I can almost guarantee it'll be 3000 It'll be up to 5000 Just because I'm going to keep that group low. I'm not going to have a million people in there so you can't work with me. I'm going to keep it small. And so I'll always sell a version of the program that doesn't have coaching. But for right now, um, you know, that's what it is, you know. And so, oh, yeah, so for twenty five grand. It's, it's the same thing, but I, I meet with them every week, you know, so it, it's, um, it's uh, 12 weeks of me working one-on-one -on -one with them. So every week we meet for an hour and, and I don't, I don't, don't have any spaces for it. I don't do it. Um, cause it, it's just my, my time. I want to do other things, but, uh, but yeah, but having me work an hour, hour and a half every week on you, it's like, you know, it, it's crazy. Cause again, I just, I see things, I, I, I have a subconscious focus and so i can see things that most people can't see and i can create solutions that most people aren't aware of you know and and they're comfortable easy solutions it's not more like oh do this come on man you can do this it's not like rah rah motivation it's identifying the limiting beliefs and limiting concepts in their mind and expanding those and once your mind's expanded you just think differently naturally if that makes sense so um yeah so that's what the private clients get. And then I have a year-long coaching program, which is 100 grand, and then people get to come and see me. Um, how quickly do people see results? It just it depends. It depends on... I, I don't give a shit how fast people get results. I want them to focus on how quickly they start making changes and really fixate on that because the, the results will happen. You know. But what's more important is that the way you're creating the results is comfortable and sustainable. And so if that means slower weight loss results, then who gives a shit? There's a saying that people overestimate how much weight they can lose in a month and underestimate how much weight they can lose in a year. So we really like to optimize to where you're going to be next year at this time doing these things. If, you're, if all you did was focus on your worst eating habit, your nighttime snacking, your overeating at dinner, your eating in the afternoon, if you just focused on that one habit and got rid of it, next year at this time, what would the difference be in your weight? It's that type of thinking, you see? And so when we start thinking that way, again, it's just easier. I always say like, it's ironic, but weight mastery is way easier than weight loss because weight loss, you're trying to do everything all at once. And with weight mastery, we're doing it step-by-step, -step, systematically, strategically, intelligently um, for the long-term success. And so um, how quickly people see results, people get just different levels of results, but who gives a shit? It matters how long they keep it off. You know, and that's what I'm always optimized towards. And so it's always, we're always reinforcing patience, patience. You know, it, it's about what you're doing. Is it comfortable? Is it sustainable? And if it is, the real magic starts showing up a month, two months, three months from now when you start to accumulate that weight loss, but you've accumulated in a way that feels good. I, I'm that's a thing like most people have never even experienced. Because, you know, it's funny. I interview people all the time that have lost weight on their extreme things and they're not happy. They're anxious because they're worried they're going to put it back on because they don't think they're going to be able to maintain this. And so it's such a unique experience for people when they realize two months, three months into it and they've lost substantial, you know, consistent small amounts of weight that start adding up now. But now they realize, holy shit, this is sustainable. Like I'm actually, I could do this for a long time. It, that's a different mindset. Most people have never even experienced, you know? Um, I mean, honestly, so done with the being a problem in my life. I want to be thin on autopilot. Yeah, Ashley, that's a, that's a great, that's the first step. Once you change that goal, being thin on autopilot, if you get obsessed with that concept and idea, because I always say like, oh, how can you lose weight easily and comfortably? And people say, I don't know. I say, yeah, but you're never asking that question. You never think about it genuinely. And if you start really obsessing on that, focusing on that question, you come up with an answer, everything changes. If you had the answer to how can I lose weight easily and comfortably, everything changes. And that's what this program's all about. You know, it's giving you those answers and then you tweaking and optimizing them. So, um, 
Uh, thank you. Yeah, being in a yo-yo is stressful. Yeah, the, the yo-yo thing is stressful. That's what I'm saying. And you've done it so many times that now what happens as you get older, it gets harder and harder to motivate yourself to start another plan because deep down in your back of your mind, you're like, what's the point? I'm just going to put it back on. And so you're very incongruent. It gets harder and harder to start as you get older. So you, um, yeah, you got to change it up. You know, change it right from the beginning. Fuck the quick weight loss. I just want to master my life. I want to live at my goal weight forever on your autopilot. That's what I want. And as you make that to focus, you know, it's like each day you keep working on it. Instead of trying to make everything perfect tomorrow, like every diet, right? I'll be 100% perfect starting tomorrow. And program yourself, then we want to be 1% better. And then 1% better the next day. And it's like that mindset is so much more comfortable. And it just, if you can relax and you can focus on getting 1% better, which is kind of easy. And, um, and then it's like, you know, 365 days from now, you're not 365% better because every day builds on the other ones. So you're exponentially better in a comfortable way. You, you know, it's, I hope what I'm saying makes sense, you know? Kathleen said, I love your logic. I lost my weight two different times, but I never maintained. Mindset reset. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Kathleen, I will tell you this. Just use those experiences. Don't, don't use them as like, oh, you know, beating yourself and feeling like shit. Use them as um, experience. You know, you've got the wisdom now from what you did there and what didn't work. Learn from it and make tweaks with how you approach it now the next time. Okay, so you get better results. Um, yeah, I feel this. I did keto for two weeks, was miserable. Now I switched to mindful eating and I feel so good. Yeah, yeah, that, that's exactly. See, if you keep that mindset... You get yourself out of, you got to get off the all or nothing. You got to get off this idea like you're going to try something and see if it works or not. Tony Robbins does this best. He goes, he would always ask the question, how long would you give your kid to learn how to walk? Like how long would you like let them try until you said, that's it. You, you're, not, you're done. You're done. You're, you're cut off. No more walking. Right. And it's funny. It's a funny question because there is no, there is no moment like that. Right. You're just like, my kid's going to practice walking until they learn how to walk. If you can get that mindset with weight loss, it just becomes a lot easier because you've been conditioned to take everyone's philosophy. Oh, I'm going to do keto. Oh, I'm going to do intermittent fasting. Oh, I'm going to do Mediterranean. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you just take it on whole haul and try and force yourself to follow it. And if you'd stop doing that shit and start respecting yourself more, start trusting yourself and start saying, I'm going to figure out a way that works for me. Well, now all of a sudden you put it on a path where you're designing and creating this plan for you. It's custom made for you. And not only do you come up with a better strategy ultimately, but the whole process just feels better. You're more grounded in reality. You're, you're grounded in, in honor and respect for yourself. You, you know what I mean? Like, like that's the ground floor and you're building on that. That's a solid foundation though, as opposed to like, well, I'm going to, tomorrow I'm going to force myself to do keto. Why? Keto, ketosis was a diet that was made for epileptics. There's, there's no historical relevance to keto. You know what I mean? It's just some bullshit someone made up. You know what I mean? And so, great. If it works for you, great. That bullshit worked out. Good. <laughs> Follow it. But if you hate it, fuck it. it. There's a million other things. But if you honor yourself the whole way, again, because it's not just about losing weight. It's about becoming the best version of yourself, trusting yourself, loving yourself, all these other things too. Right? I hope that makes sense. What do you eat to stay slim? Um, I mean, the big thing I eat is I, I've shifted off of the, the big transition from eating processed food to eating much more natural food. So my, my diet is very plant-based. You know, I think everyone's diet should be plant-based. You can eat meat, but I think that the core of your diet should be plants. It's been that way for millions of years and you should keep it up. <laughs> but, but anyways, but so plant-based diet, um, because fiber is the number one thing missing out of your diet. And that's why you're hungry all the time. If you're eating processed food, you're, it's almost impossible. These foods are literally custom made in, in labs to be addictive. They're smarter than you. They're smarter than me. They got us. You start eating that shit. You're going to want to keep eating it. So I think the only way around that is to, to reduce it and limit it down, you know, and, and replace it with, with healthy whole foods. You can still eat that stuff again in the two days you compress it down and still eat it. But you can't be eating it all the time because it just it's literally made to be addictive. 
you know? So what are you going to do? So yeah, I eat a lot of uh, natural foods, you know, that, that, I'll keep it that way. I don't get all the specifics of it. All right, everyone. I appreciate you all. Um, I got to get out of here. So have a great day and we will all talk soon. If you, um, again, let me just make one more time. Um, concerned about bioengineering and foods, lab grown meat. Yeah, I would be too. I'm kind of concerned about that. I don't know. I've had the same philosophy for 30 years. Just eat natural foods. You can't go wrong that way. You really can't, you know, um, that's the most healthy choice moving forward, I would suggest, you know, so really work to put more nourishing whole foods in your body. You don't have to go 100% into it tomorrow. You understand? <laughs> but just start, you know, this week, add some more whole foods in, another fruit, you know, some greens, some beans, some vegetables, something, you know, just start adding it in slowly so it becomes a norm. Um, but I got to get out of here. But if you, anyone wants to get more of my world, again, click on my bio, click on that link, go get your hypnosis session, watch that training, Three Steps to Master Your Weight, and, um, Oh, look at that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Listen to your meditation for a few months ago. Now I lost five kilograms and I don't know how. That's the power of mindset-focused weight loss that's backed up by hypnosis. Again, I, even on these, these things here, I'm using conversational hypnosis techniques to kind of influence you. So even just listening to this is, is going to support you. But yeah, go get that hypnosis session. That's a powerful one. And then watch that training three steps to master your weight. You're going to program yourself then learn about the program. And um, yeah, if you have any questions, you can email me through TikTok app or gym at programyourselfden.com. Um, the podcast is Program Yourself Then. It's on all the podcast platforms. Uh, Jim Katsoulis YouTube channel. I have a bunch of stuff up there. Uh, I got a TikTok channel. You might want to watch that. I put stuff up there sometimes. I've been slacking a little bit on that one. And I got new videos coming out all week. So, uh, yeah, check out check out your uh, your TikTok. All right, see you all later. See you later, Vicky. Have a good, uh, good time in Greece today. See you all later, everyone. Bye.